Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Managing Postpartum Anesters and Beef Cows for a Successful Breeding Season. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Casey McCarthy, who's a University of Nebraska cow-calf specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Well, Dr. McCarthy, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in early March, and for many cow-calf producers, they're just getting the calving season underway. For those who calve earlier, maybe they're already partway or much of the way through their calving season. The thing we want to talk about today is the importance of paying attention to that time from the start of calving season through the start of the breeding season, and that also specifically thinking about that period of time when that cow is in an anesters period. Share with us some key things that producers need to think about and remember as they think about this time in the production cycle for a cow, and maybe some management strategies that can be helpful to get those cows pregnant as we look towards the next breeding season. Yeah, Aaron, I think, you know, right now is a great time for us to, to be thinking about cow body condition, uh, moving into calving and then subsequently into that next breeding season. Uh, you know, and one thing to think about is that postpartum interval that you talked about. And so we have this period of time uh, after calving and then, you know, resumption of breeding uh, that we have this uterus that is going back and repairing and getting back to that non-pregnant size. And this usually takes about 20 to 40 days. So when we think about keeping our cows in that yearly calving interval, we've got roughly 80 to 85 days to work with for those cows to return to estrus. So if we, we start adding those numbers up when it comes to that uterine involution, that anestrus period where they're uh, repairing and not cycling, uh, we've got a little bit of time uh, to maintain that yearly interval. And so a few things we really wanna think about when we're managing that interval is understanding where cows are at in terms of that the calving season. Are they early in our calving season or maybe they're later in our calving season? So we can gauge that time frame there. And then thinking about those impacts of body condition score influencing our, our postpartum interval. And so when we think about managing that nutrient intake um, and evaluating that body condition score for our females, we usually target that five uh, to five and a half score for our mature females and then try and bump that condition up in our first calf heifers to roughly about five and a half to six. So that gives us some time for those females to, to work through calving and into that breeding season before we usually turn those females out on to, to growing grass. And so this gives us some time to, to manage those energy reserves and also helps with that anestrous period and that postpartum interval. And so when we think about some of the studies that have been out there, got several studies that cows that gain a body condition during that last trimester usually tend to have a shorter postpartum interval uh, compared to some of those that maybe maintain or have a lower body condition score. And so I think we've got a lot of really good resources thinking about how we can manage body condition score uh, and getting some of our maybe thinner cows rebred. So we, we've got some other articles out there that really dive into 
that proper nutrition moving into the breeding season, which I think is uh, really important. Let's talk a little more about that plane of nutrition through the time of calving moving into the breeding season. If cows are an adequate condition score, what should be our kind of target in terms of managing their nutrition during that window? So when we are, are thinking about that nutrient demand from calving into breeding, uh, our, our biggest demand there um, in that time frame is going to be lactation. And so if we can uh, make sure that we're hitting that energy and protein requirement for nutrition, uh, moving through into breeding, that'll be really important. A majority of our forages, if, if we're turning cows out on a pasture, uh, we'll be able to sustain those requirements um, with just the level of, of protein uh, and energy. However, depending on the time of year with breeding, if we you know move that into like a fall herd, those requirements are going to change in terms of what maybe additional resources we need, might need to put into those, those cows to maintain that condition. As I think about some of those cows that maybe have calved later in the calving season that we would prefer, are there any options or management tools available to us to try to get those cows moved up or to shorten that postpartum interval, get them cycling sooner so that they can go ahead and breed earlier in this breeding season and calve earlier next year? Absolutely. So one tool that comes to mind, moving those late calving cows up or maybe even jump starting our cycles uh, would be utilizing uh, a seeder. So this is a controlled intravaginal drug release device, uh, which basically releases a slow release to progesterone. And so this is usually common in many of our estrosynchronization synchronization protocols, but there's been a lot of research out there that shows that some of those late calving cows, so usually targeting cows that are at least 20 days postpartum, you can usually initiate that cycle earlier and jumpstart those females. And so that's a great way of, even if we want to target a, a small number of females in our herd uh, to move them up and get them cycling instead of having to wait, you know, 40, 60 days uh, for them to resume estrus, we can jumpstart those females and maintain that shorter calving season that we're, we're wanting to target. Dr. McCarthy, are there any resources out there that you think would be helpful producers to look at and review as we think about this time frame between calving and breeding? So we have a few different tools um, and resources that I usually recommend. One of the resources that comes to mind would be our estrus synchronization planner. And those links can be found on our beef website. Uh, and usually that's a great tool, not only if you're utilizing the synchronization protocol where you want to understand the different drugs and um, times for cedar insertion and removal and utilizing AI, but this is also a really useful calendar to look at timing, uh, when you start breeding, uh, when your projected calving dates might be, and being able to utilize some of those resources. We also have uh, another resource on our webpage. That is the breeding cost calculator. And uh, that also breaks down some of those costs associated with the different protocols and your different breeding decisions. If you're wanting to use natural service or maybe you're wanting to implement some type of synchronization protocol or even uh, going as far as utilizing AI. And so we've got a few resources on the webpage uh, that are really useful. And I even use them in class with my students to really dive into different scenarios for when we might 
want to synchronize a particular group of females. Anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic? You know, I think the big thing when we're thinking about postpartum interval is just managing that that nutrient and physical demand those females are in. So we know lactation is going to be a heavy driver uh, moving into that breeding season. So if we can monitor our body condition score, that's going to be a really effective tool to help us understand where those females are at in terms of performance and then getting them on track for the next breeding season. So I think there's uh, a lot of things to consider moving through calving and the breeding season. And so Uh, really targeting that body condition, monitoring those females. And then if you have questions about maybe moving a later group of cows up, please feel free to reach out. Love being able to, to talk through different protocols and help with any resources that we, we have on the website. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dr. McCarthy. Thank you for having me. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article that was discussed today that is from the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter is Managing Postpartum Anestrus and Beef Cows for a Successful Breeding Season. Also, a number of links to the different resources that Dr. McCarthy mentioned in our conversation today can be found in that article.